0: And top story, as always, is brought to you by Vodafone. Further together, I am Blessed Suga, and tonight, some members of the homosexual community in Ghana have broken the long silence and opened up to the international community about their safety following the passage of the Proper Sexual Human Rights and Family Values Bill 2021 passed by Parliament. The legislation, if assented to by President Akufo, will now criminalise same-sex activities. With affiliates, advocates and persons caught in the act, subject to a jail term of up to three years, ghana in the last few hours has been the center of attraction with many of the members in the international community warning of dire implications for the country and we know that the united states government is one of them Uh, one of the key donors of this country says the economic growth of ghana could be in jeopardy if the country proceeds with the enforcement of the latest law well my colleague james veggie has been looking through the documents and joins us uh, with uh, the details of what it is that the united states government has been saying about the latest passage of the law and possibly what the impact might be on the country and james let's get to it because you've been looking at the statement Uh, what's the crux of their concern
1: yeah blessed so spokesperson of the u.s state department matthew miller released a statement to the press indicating that the bill would also quote undermine ghana's valuable public health media and civic spaces and economy. Uh, It also added that international business coalitions have Mm -hmm. already stated that such discrimination in Ghana would harm businesses and economic growth in the country.
0: I see. And they've been instructive about that, going on and on and talking about how tolerant Ghana has been over the years and the perception, long-held perception, that this is a country that is, uh, of course, leaning towards the path of democracy. However, uh, now with the passage of the law, that will be inconsistent with whatever it is that Ghana has been long perceived to stand for. Uh, Well, in the last few hours, a lot has been unfolding as well with some members of the LGBT community community in Ghana themselves opening up about how they feel unsafe and may even want to leave the country flee after the passage of the anti-LGBTQ law well uh, some of them have been speaking on the basis of anonymity to the British Broadcasting Corporation these homosexuals say their lives are in danger listen
2: life was a bit better before this whole bill started I lost my job because I was gay. My previous workplace, my madam had to sack me. She spoke to me and she was like, I should change from my ways. And then I was like, no. And she kept on coming back with her Bible, Bible. She also can't accept a gay person as a worker. I feel like relocating from the country itself to any LGBT country, which is safe for me to live in. For me personally, I have been attacked so many times by my family. After they got to know about my sexuality, yes, I had to leave them for a while. I have to like count my steps, make sure I don't offend anyone. I have to leave like a refugee in my own country. Are you worried that
3: somebody will report you to the
2: police? Very worried. I'm very, very worried about that. Anyone can snitch. Even in my, my caring neighbour, anyone can do that to me. I'm so scared, very, very,
0: scared. And I don't know my fate. My life is at stake. It will be my end in Accra. Uh, And of course, if you're listening to us on Top Story, uh, the voices you just heard for the very first time, members of the uh, LGBTQ community in Ghana speaking on the basis of anonymity to the British Broadcasting Corporation and opening up about how their lives are in danger now uh, with the passage of the anti-LGBTQ law. Uh, Well, one of the constitutional bodies that uh, deals with human rights is the uh, Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice. Fortunately, we've been joined uh, by uh, Joseph Wittal, who's Raj boss uh, joining us on the telephone lines now. Good evening to you sir and many thanks uh, for spending some time with us here on Top Story. Uh, indeed you're marking a day of significance which has got to do with the protection of uh, human rights as well uh, for today and uh, we're just hearing from a minority grouping here in Ghana which says a law being passed by this state puts them in danger. Uh, listening to these individuals what comes to mind and personally what reflections are you having
3: now? Yeah, thank you, blessed. Uh, it's a pity that Ghana has gotten ourselves into this situation. We have all sent our signals, indicating that Ghana is the beacon of democracy, pushing the human rights in Africa and even beyond. But all this stand unraveled with, with this bill. I must say that the air parliament hasn't done the people of Ghana any good with this bill. But what I can, I wouldn't say I'm sure, but what I can indicate to these unfortunate Ghanaians who feel that they will fall victim soon, is that yes, if one arm of government has has failed them, they should still look forward to the possibility of the other two arms of government standing up for them. Unfortunately, the president has a role to play in terms of this bill becoming law. And knowing who he is, given his human rights background, and the conjuncture in which Ghana finds itself currently as a member of the Human Rights Council, for the the second time, and and the timing of it, uh, we all expect that the president should do something about his assent or rejection of this bill so it's left to him and 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 what he will do but of course we also have the bastion of human rights which is the supreme court or the courts in ghana in general including the commission on human rights at this stage if the bill is assented to i want to believe that it can be challenged in the Supreme Court, because there are still issues of constitutionality. I know those who are the proponents of the bill are pushing the, the argument that, oh, what is the human rights in it? If the human rights council, the, the, the head of the human rights body, that is Volker Tech, the Commissioner for Human Rights Global, has indicated that criminalizing same sex, same sex, consensual sex is something that we should never go into, and that it really, you know, flaws a lot of laws. We should know that there are human rights implications. Of course, they would not want us to think like that, but there are. As to the, the, the effects of this bill, if passed into law, in terms of the economic damage and all the things that will start to negatively be impacted, you ask yourself, is this a price to pay at this conjuncture of our, you know, suffering in this country, mm. that we add more to it? Uh,
0: well, if you ask the proponents and sponsors of the bill in parliament, they believe that we indeed need to protect the cultural values that that we hold dear to us. I say people, uh, and nothing should be traded for that.
3: You agree? (laughs) I have always said that, you know, if you have your values, others will have their values. So if you want to to live in the uh, international community, you can't trump other values over, you know, allow your values to trump over others. So you should be ready. Are we ready to to really appreciate the, the effects? The signals are coming wide and thick. Blessed. You remember some time ago I spoke to you at the some some Ghana EU program. Precisely. And I raised it well over a year ago. I said, look, this thing that we're joking with, if we don't take time, it will boomerang in our faces. And the signals are coming. Mm. So is it, is it worth the so-called values that we are thinking of in a globalized world? If How it, are you going to hold Christian values? What are we talking about?
0: Mm. Uh, if you take a look at what the position of parliament is now, uh, it appears that they have unanimously passed the bill. And uh, the threat yesterday uh, from the sponsors of the bill is that if the president even fails to assent to this bill. Uh, the rally, the uh, constitutionally required two thirds to push this through and to make it a law. Any intervention possibly that may come mm-hmm. from
3: Shraj? I've been, I've been hearing that narrative. How many bills requiring two-thirds have passed? I'm talking about votes, not by acclamation. If you subject this bill to vote, I wonder whether you get two-thirds in that parliament, which has been brought, beaten by so many proponents to the effect that if you don't go along with us, we will make sure that we campaign against you. If people are allowed to vote secretly, I doubt whether you get two-thirds. Mm. Uh, in the meantime,
0: uh, I'm just wondering what you intend to do now uh, as Shraj for uh, you know some of these uh, members of the sexual minority group that have gone to the international community, spoken to the BBC about how their lives are in danger. Are you open to receiving any form of petition from these groups, uh, individuals who now feel threatened, and possibly what might be your ruling on that matter? You
3: know, as I indicated, this bill is still inkling. It is; It's not a law. So nobody, nothing can be used. This bill cannot be used against anybody. There are still the processes to make it a law, and that is why I'm, I'm, I'm raising the challenge to the presidency to consider whether he shouldn't exercise his right of rejection on the basis of constitutionality and against human rights. If it makes it through him, that is if he also assents. I know there is a bunch of people who are ready to challenge the constitutionality of this bill before parliament, I mean, before the Supreme court. So there are, it's early days yet. I will advise them. They should hold on. Whilst all these things are working out, I have the confidence that somewhere along the line, something will give, because you see, we, we, we cannot just use, you know, principle of our cultural values and through all of us under the bus. We need to be very careful as a people.
0: Uh, well, Mr Wichela, I'd, I'd want to plead with you um, to spare us a few more minutes. Uh, we've been joined by uh, Sam George, who's also one of the proponents and sponsors of the bill in Parliament. Uh, and there's an appeal from you asking Parliament now to you know, tread cautiously and to hold on at least uh, with moving forward with the, the passage of this law. Uh, Sam George, you've you've heard from Commissioner Wital uh, appealing to your house and asking you that based on human, uh, you know, rights concerns, you would have to you know hasten slowly on this matter. A-A, would you change your mind on that?
1: Well, good evening to our listeners and good evening to Mr. Wital. I've listened to about five minutes of your conversation with him and. I'm glad when you asked him the question of human rights. Mr. Wittal could not point out to you any portion of the Ghanaian constitution. And Mr. Witao has a job because of the Ghanaian constitution. Straj is a creation of the Ghanaian constitution, not any international constitution or international treaty. So he must bear in mind, so when he speaks in a manner that is even prejudicial, before a matter could come to him, it will not be fixed to sit on any matter involving this bill.
0: Because but but, but position, he's asking a question that you weigh, no, you no, weigh the No, If you, you yeah. allow
1: him speak, mm-hmm. allow me to
0: speak, please. Uh, yeah, right. His position
1: on this bill, from presenting memoranda against the bill, all the way to public advocacy against the bill, makes him unfit to sit as Commissioner of Suraj on any petition that will come there because he's, he's already prejudiced, one. Two, his argument on human rights on this network Is that some international human rights person said that sexual preference is a human right? He didn't state what law that person used and whether that law takes precedence over the constitution that created strange that gave him a job. And Mr. Wittal have the confidence to go and sit before his lovely mother or auntie and tell them that our Ghanaian customary values with which he was brought up a subservience to European values. Look. But, let but us I not guess allow talking, our but, education yeah. hmm? make us too just yeah, to no, inter- I mean, and,
0: and to be to be fair, I mean uh, this is not, you know, this is a dispassionate conversation, I guess. Just I'm having a at, very dispassionate yeah, yeah, conversation, if possibly,
1: I am I'm thinking facts.
0: Yes, uh, so, so let's get to it then uh, Because his concerns are not out of a vacuum You look at, for instance, the statement that was released today By the US State Department Pointing out possibly what the implications will be for our economy They say there will be a dire consequence For the economic growth of this country uh, Absolutely, you, you agree that Ghana, Ghana is not an island Don't, you, you, you don't even proceed mm. You see, it is this cultural
1: imperialism That persons in Ghana, who ought to know better are falling for for whatever consideration. It is absolute bullocks coming from the U.S. State Department. The U.S. State Department said just last week, issued a statement that they would not intervene in the local affairs of states. When they were being asked to intervene in Israel and stop the, the Israeli government from its actions in the Middle East, they said they could not intervene in the affairs of a sovereign state. Why? Is Ghana a colony of the United States? When you have persons who should know better acting as though they are still under colonial rule, you would empower persons in the US State Department to have the effort to want to issue a statement when the sovereign parliament of Ghana has taken a decision. Why? When the US Congress passed a law that made polygamy illegal, and Mr Witao and his and his co uh, opponents to our bill state what polygamy, what danger polygamy constitutes to humanity. But America is jailing people. Have they, as so called human rights persons, spoken against that infringement? It's about Ghana being on the Human Rights Council. Is America not on the Human Rights Council? When was the last time Ghana carried out an execution of a human being? The U.S. carried out executions this year, this year, of its citizens. And that is not a human rights violation. If we want to take a lecture in human rights, the last place we should be taking it from is the United States. They are the biggest abusers of human rights. I, I get
0: the point, but now you so have... So the U.S. You, have to mind this
1: business. And Evans, let me just yeah. make one last point on the U.S. State Department. The same thing about Uganda. I don't know if you've seen the EIU, Economics Intelligence Unit, report for 2024 on African countries. Uganda's economy is poised to be the sixth fastest growing in Africa this year. States' factors growing in Africa this year. I get all with of that. With America not doing business with countries in the Middle East,
0: uh, I see. Uh, but, but the question now is about if you are doubting, of course, or skeptical of, of global globalization, that uh, we're now seeing, you know, Ghanaians themselves. Coming out to speak, those of them that now say they are part of the LGBTQ sexual minority group in, in Ghana. Uh, the uh, BBC has put out a video with some Ghanaians. I was just playing that, uh, raising concerns about how now they are living in danger simply because of what you've done in parliament. You're not concerned about a fellow Ghanaian who is, is gay These are a bunch or of or
1: opportunists who are vita seekers. If the US and the UK and Europe think that they love them, so much for their perversion. The U.S. ambassador said some of the best people she's ever met and professionals are gay people. They are free to take them away. We will not sell our cultural values. Look, Evan, when we should be critical. As media persons, we need to be able to hold people to strict proof. The BBC may be carrying out their cultural imperialism agenda, but here in Ghana, how is it that a bill that was approved by parliament yesterday, has not even been transmitted to the president. How can that constitute a threat to people overnight? What evidence? Why does it? Is it?
0: Does it mean anybody who
1: just wakes up and makes claims will run with them? What evidence? Look, listen. This
0: thing in are you, are you group, doubting? Are you doubting the existence of the sexual minority group in Ghana? I am that saying that there is no evidence of violence against
1: anybody on the basis of this bill. When they appeared before the Committee of Parliament, the Constitutional, Legal and Parliamentary Affairs Committee, they made claims even to the effect that in court they were being victimized. The committee chairman demanded that they should bring the name of the case, the title of the case, so that Parliament would investigate that matter. It's been two years. They've not been able to bring the name of the case because no such case exists. Even when you were employed or when anybody is employed in multimedia. When you go before HR and the, in, and the interview panel, do they ask you your sexual orientation? Is it not your qualification that you are asked? So all this talk about being victimized in the workplace, they see so as evidence of it. And there's a labor act in Ghana that deals with such discrimination. Mm. So let us not entertain jokers, for want of a better phrase, jokers and visa seekers want to latch on this and latch on the gullibility of cultural imperialists to claim that there's a problem in Ghana. Those of us who hold our cultural values high we we'll stay here in Ghana, fix our country, and make
0: it work. Okay. Uh, and and let's hear from uh, Mr. Wittell, who's, uh, of course, uh, in the next 24 hours, your outfit will be, uh, of course, uh, celebrating uh, a, a day for no discrimination or zero discrimination, which, which uh, will be marked uh, tomorrow. Uh, of course, you've issued a statement out already uh, indicating that no person should be discriminated against and that, uh, you know, the state must take steps to protect the rights of all individuals. Uh, listening to what Sam George is saying, it appears they do not have that patience um, to hasten slowly on this bill.
3: Well, unfortunately, um, Sam George and, and his colleagues, the proponents, are easy. They, they, they easily attack people who have a contrary view. But let all opinions in a democracy be aired. The point is that the theories he has raised are not. Issues that we should, that, that should, if you look at discrimination, you know why they can't come out? The evidence is chairman was asking them to, to submit. How can they come out with evidence knowing very well that they'll be stigmatized? They'll be, they will be, you know, these are people who are living in shadow. How can they give the evidence and put themselves out there? Sometimes let's be realistic. I work with these people and I know that. Where they are suffering. So how do you say it's about our culture? Are you not Ghanaians too? They, they went somewhere and got this. You know that traditionally all over, since, several, long before St. George was born, they have been homosexuals in Ghana. This is part of our tradition. We can't just get up and throw them out and say. They, this is, we don't need them. We, are, we need our culture. Your culture gave birth to these people. You need to protect them as well. Let's be careful. It's not about cultural imperialism. This is typical Ghanaian products. Let's be careful.
0: I, I'm just wondering what you intend to do if the president then gives his assent to this bill. Will you join civil society, which is now threatening that they may head to the Supreme Court over this matter? Are you willing to go that listen?
3: His LEDs yet, but I can I can I can imagine that we will be close to you know joining such groups or even taking
0: the lead. And I'm grateful uh, for spending some time with us tonight on top story, and that's uh, Commissioner Stranch, Joseph Wittal, sharing his views uh, with us uh, here. Sam George, any final words uh, as we go? Uh, it appears that uh, we've lost uh, Sam George there, uh, who's Ningo Pram Pram MP and also sponsor uh, of the proper uh, sexual human rights and family values bill uh, 2021 which has now been passed by parliament well the country as we know is awaiting president akufado's position on this matter his principal legal advisor and also the attorney general and minister of justice godfred yabu says he would not advise the president to assent to a law that violates the human rights of citizens he's been speaking to my colleague koji i mean i said that if indeed
2: all those human rights concerns and all had not been addressed why would that you your advice That the president should proceed to assent to a bill. Mm -hmm. I mean, the point must be established that the Atenjura is a protector of the public interest. Atenjura does not protect any private interest at all. My duty as the Atenjura in the constitution is to ensure that bills are in conformity with the constitution. And we have had instances where I have even challenged the process of of, of passage of bills in parliament. There was this um, Justice Abdullahi matter where the citizen um, actually challenge the process of passage of of of, 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 of um, I think um, not take of decision mm. by Parliament yes and I I, I I on it my position was appealed by the Supreme Court you mm. uh, know uh, there's also a situation where I have even on rare occasions even had to express an opinion concurring with uh, an action that is been pursued by a citizen mm. if I find that a law is in clear violation of the Constitution and a citizen has Challenge the law. A duty <laughs> is um, rest on me to
0: state my opinion fairly, freely to the Supreme Court. Well, so that's the uh, position of the Attorney-General and Minister for Justice, Godfrey yebo on this matter. Uh, well, some of the sponsors uh, of the bill, aside some, George, have been commenting on this matter, indicating that they are awaiting the President's uh, position uh, and also assent to this very bill that's been passed by Parliament. Listen to whole West MP, Emmanuel Quisi Beja
3: we are prepared. Since the inception of this bill, 2021, we've had so many oppositions from uh, the likes of, uh, of, the of uh, Tichua, Mili, uh, Powell and the rest who sued against this bill, uh, including some uh, advocates who think that this bill should not be passed. Uh, thankfully, we, we pass it. In any case, uh, we are prepared. <laughs>
0: And that's Immanuel uh, Kusi wrapping up top story here on Joy ninety nine point seven FM and affiliates across the country. I'm blessed to go for more news. Log on to myjoyonline dot Next will be news night.